the world is so incredible. And the more that we explore, the more that we realize that for ourselves. And then therefore also the more that we care for it and care for um, taking care of it for future generations too. So the life in motion podcast is brought to you by actual outdoors. They help build beautiful brands that highlight the approachable and authentic parts of outdoor recreation. Said simply, they keep it real. Learn more at actualoutdoors.com. This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up and welcome to episode 101 of Life in Motion. I've got Nick Troutman with me, who's the host of the Great Family Adventure Show, the Art of Awesome podcast, and also happens to be a professional kayaker. Above all that, he's a family man. I'm excited to learn how he finds the balance and what's kept him addicted to adventure for so long. Nick, thanks for being on the show today. Jeremy, thanks so much for having me. Yes, yes. I'm excited. You know, um, uh, you know, Jacob found you kind of, and as I, we did some more research, you know, you're, you're a guy of many hats. Um, so definitely interested to kind of get into, into all those. But before we do that, let's start um, kind of with your, your background story, you know, your origin story, where you grew up, kind of hobbies you had growing up, kind of what led you down this path? Wow. Uh, going way back. <laughs> well, um, I grew up on the Ottawa River in a small town in Beechburg, Ontario, up in Canada, and kind of just did the normal things that, you know, anybody in a small town does. Uh, went to a local school. Uh, I think we had, <laughs> there was like eight people in my grade for pretty much all of elementary school. Wow. Uh, and so, yeah, it's it pretty small. Now I also had like the smallest grade, I guess, for whatever reason in 1988, there wasn't a whole lot of children <laughs> being born, but anyway, um, and yeah, so I just, I kind of did lots of, you know, activities, played some s- normal sports, uh, hockey, baseball, that kind of thing. And when I was around 13, um, I always kind of knew of this river that was, you know, around us. It's, I didn't live right on the Ottawa River, but I drove by it, you know, daily and everybody was around, was very aware of this, you know, river that's really close by. Um and yeah, my, my best friend at the time, he decided in summertime that he was going to go do kayak school at his dad's rafting company called Wilderness Tours. And he was like, oh, I'm probably not going to be able to hang out with you much this summer because I'm going to go learn how to kayak. And I was kind of bummed. And he's like, well, do you want to come try it with me? And I really had nothing better to do. And I just wanted <laughs> to hang out with my friends. So I was like, yeah, sweet. Like, let's, let's go. And uh, within maybe 15 minutes of the sport. I immediately fell in love. I was hooked. I found out there was this whole like freestyle aspect where they surf and do tricks and being a young teenager, I was like, you know, very much into the whole like skateboard snowboard scene. And, and, uh, the the idea of a freestyle kayak was pretty epic. Um, the river ended up being like the, one of the best rivers in the world for that. Uh, and yeah, after that, I was just hooked. I mean, it, I, I could just only think, you know, eat, sleep, dream of kayaking, uh, all through high school. I would just constantly annoy my, my teachers by asking questions about kayaking that, (laughs) you know, if anything had very little to relate to whatever we were learning in class. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, again, I was just pretty addicted to the sport and through, through that it's kind of taken me around the world and back. Um, and I've been able to see some pretty incredible places and, uh, yeah, just honored to be able to 
continue doing uh, this dream job. And essentially it's funny now to look back <clears throat> and think of like that 13 year old self. Um, and really for the most part, I'm living the dream that, you know, I wished that I could fulfill when I was 13, 14 years old. For sure. That's no, that's awesome. So, so it, you know, obviously kind of before you, you got the, the taste of what it was all about, I'll call it. Um, you know, you said you, you're doing some team sports and that kind of stuff as well. What, when you, when you did find kayaking and kind of that love for it, I, I guess what, what made that kind of stand out opposed to those different st- uh, team sports and stuff where you were, you know, so, you know, kind of enthralled with it to, to continue on. Mm, <clears throat> good question. Um, I mean, there was a combination of things. One, I, I had always been kind of drawn to the solo sports. Like I did some, I did a little bit of like badminton, I think in elementary school and some different things like that. And, and, um, the idea of a solo sport definitely, you know, had some, some interest for me, for sure. The fact that you, it was all reliable, reliant on you. Like you couldn't blame mistakes on other people and you, you didn't have to necessarily like, um, blame success or share success with other people as well. Like it was all determined on, on your own capabilities in life, uh, or, or in, in the sport. And so that was probably a draw, but more than anything, it was, it was, I don't know if it was just like right place, right time. I'm, I don't know. I think I get excited about a lot of different things. So I'm sure I was really excited about the sport. And then (laughs) the fact that, you know, my best friend was into it. The fact that, you know, one of the greatest rivers for freestyle kayaking of all time was like five minutes from my house. Um, I don't know the whole thing. It just, it really lined up and there's just something surreal about it. And, and actually, I guess now kind of thinking about it and looking back, um, it probably was a lot to do with like some of the first moments of like flow state that I had ever experienced within sports or, or athletics. Um, and I mean, there really is something about just peeling out of a, you know, out into the current of a rapid and there is no option except, you know, continuing forward. So whatever the river kind of throws at you, you just deal with it. Um, and I'm sure that that was kind of giving me some of my first tastes of the, the flow state, which if you've studied the flow state at all, it's kind of just like a, uh, a, a mental state that puts you into like your, your peak state or peak performance, um, something that I'm super interested in and, and, uh, and study a fair amount, but anyway, it, that probably also had something to do with it, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've never really, you know, thought that much about it, but I, maybe a little mix of all of that. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, no, that totally makes sense. And, and I, I, I sort of assumed you might go that direction actually. Um, and you know, if, if you're, uh, anybody who's listening to this has heard any other episodes, I obviously always kind of bring up, you know, I, I grew up riding BMX bikes and I, you know, I never, um, you know, got to the pro level or anything like that, but that was kind of my attraction to it where, um, I enjoyed watching team sports, but when it came to participating in things, like if you mess up on your bike or if you do good on the bike, it's all on you, but you, there's still that same community and team around you. So you still get that aspect of it as well. Um, and even, right. even the flow state, like you mentioned, totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I haven't done as much on bikes. I mean, I, I definitely bike and stuff like that as well, but, um, but yeah, I think just 
I mean, it doesn't even have to be a sport. You can get that flow state in, you know, in music, in math and in, in really in anything that you're kind of overcoming an obstacle or, or, or somewhat problem solving in, in a situation maybe. Um, but for me, it was kayaking and, and thinking back that that probably is what kept me into it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So obviously, uh, you, you got super into it through high school and stuff. And then, and then you mentioned, you know, it's, it's given you uh, a lot of other opportunities, you know, as, as life kind of went on. Um, I guess what, what, what are some, some of those opportunities or like some of the examples of that, of, of traveling around, like what all did that entail? Like places that you went, like different, different stories, I guess, from, from that experience. Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> too many. I mean, I could, uh, I don't know if you've got enough time to hear all the stories, but, um, but yeah, again, I've been just super fortunate that kayaking has essentially taken me around the world. Um, I, I think my first trip overseas, I was 15, 16 years old. Oh, wow. And I went with that same, that same buddy of mine, uh, Joel Kowalski. We went to Australia for the pre-worlds. Um, I mean, I've been to Mexico and China and, um, all over Europe. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, for me to <laughs> drop, drop my head, I'm like, where have I, it's probably easier to say where I haven't been. And I'm still looking to go, um, been to Iceland. Uh, I've been down to South America, Argentina, um, Costa Rica, uh, gosh, yeah, honestly, I, again, <laughs> I've just been super fortunate that, that I've kind of been able to travel a little bit of everywhere. Um, and, it, and the coolest part about it all, honestly, was just, I mean, the kayaking obviously was phenomenal. The whitewater, the waterfalls, uh, the people that I've met, all of that, you know, is, is really amazing. But for me, just the ability to travel, this was almost like the, the golden ticket from Willy Wonka that gave me the opportunity to leave my small town and go explore the world and just see that there are other ways that people do things. There are different foods that people eat. There are different cultures. There's different, you know, all sorts of different things. And, and it really just opened my eyes up to how, how different and incredible, you know, this planet really is. Um, and how, you know, different people do things. And yeah, again, it was just, it was this awesome ticket, uh, to kind of go and explore and adventure. And that's, you know, a big part of what's kept me going. And yeah, I don't know, a combination of that. And obviously I love the sport, but, but traveling for sure has been, you know, it's been a, a real treat for sure. Yeah. Yeah, of course. No, I mean, I honestly, I wasn't quite expecting you to list off that many. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's crazy. Some of the places, and, and when you think about it, I mean, some of the places you rattle off, you know, Iceland and Australia, you know, one, and obviously all the other ones in between that, but obviously, as you said, kind of the, the experience, the cultural experience, I mean, you, you can read about culture and you can expend and watch TV or watch, you know, documentaries or whatever about it. But you know, it, it, I feel like it's a whole new understanding when you're actually like they're living it. And I, I've traveled some myself out of out of the states, but um, not necessarily to the extent, extent that you have. But you know, it always kind of taught me, and you know, it, I guess uh, allowed me to look at things through a different lens and a different perspective. Because um, you know, it kind of mm -hmm. put you in like a weird. Uh, in a weird, uncomfortable situation, but it's comfortable at the same time. So I, 
you know, you, you kind of adapt and look at things different and then, you know, always, you know, bring those experiences back, back with you, you know, for the good, uh, you know, besides just the stories, of course. Yeah. And it, and it also, I mean, it, it also just taught me to not necessarily question things, but look at things like what you were saying in maybe a different light. You know what I mean? Like just the, the ability just for a food sense, right. You go to different places and they eat different foods. I mean, um, we, in America or in North American Canada, um, we don't net, like we don't eat horses or dogs. That's nobody would ever do that here. Um, but you go to other places and that's what you do. Like you go to Iceland and they eat horse and you go to China and, and in places they'll eat dog. Do you know what I mean? And you go to um, India and they don't eat cows, which here is something that, you know, we definitely eat. And so it's simply like, we can, you know, extrapolate this into so many different ways into, you know, if into religions or different things that people look at or different lessons and things that they teach their children and, and words that they use and all, all sorts of different things. But, but food is something that is easier for people to kind of grasp and get an idea of, but just by exploring and, and checking out different places and just learning that, you know, people are taught to eat this food or not eat this food why, why do we not eat horses or dogs? Well, you know, we consider them a pets or whatever. Why does, why do, why do we eat cows, but not horses? Like, it's just, I mean, it, again, not necessarily like questioning things, but just kind of opening my eyes up a little bit more to being like, huh, I've been taught this because that's just kind of culturally why we do it. But it doesn't mean that it's necessarily like the end all be all like you go other places and they have different reasons to do different things. So it kind of just more than anything has kind of like opened my eyes up to, to look at things in different, you know, lights or different lenses. Yeah, no, no, that, that, that totally makes sense. And, and kind of like you said, I mean, you know, when you, when you're back home, you can bring those different perspectives with you and, you know, even, uh, you know, conversations with different people and all that stuff. So, so this is a, a question that I'm kind of curious about. I mean, you know, a lot of people think, when they think of kayaking, you know, they, they don't necessarily think of the type of kayaking that you do. Right. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know, that kind of stuff, which is, which is like just crazy to watch, but with going to all these different locations around the world, obviously all different, um, you know, you have different temperatures, you know, waterfalls, different rapids and all that kind of stuff. What are like, I guess, what are, are those like the main biggest differences, I guess, when you're traveling to these, those different places to, you know, kayak, is it, is it just, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I get what you're understand or what you're asking is like, what's different from the different areas and, and places, like what's different about the type of kayaking. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, everywhere is uh, like a little bit unique. It, it ha has a lot to do with um, the geology, um, the type, like if you really break it down, whitewater kayaking versus flatwater or lake kayaking, um, the difference is, is that the water is flowing over gradient. So, th and the steeper the gradient, the more that those turn into steep rapids and big rapids or waterfalls. Um, and so it really when you break it down to the, this, you know, simplicity of that, um, it's the geology of the different regions, uh, that differs. So you go out to like California and you get these huge, you know, granite basins and it, it creates 
really awesome slides and waterfalls. Um, you go over to, to Mexico and they have, um, they have kind of these, these lava based rivers, um, that, that again, produce great waterfalls, uh, here where I am currently today in, uh, Eastern Canada, it's these long rivers with fault lines actually that, that create the huge rapids, um, in Tennessee, uh, there's a lot of, uh, limestone or, or slate rock that, that produce, that, um, creates kind of the, the gradient and rapids coming off, um, um, you know, bluffs or, uh, yeah, essentially for the most part, it's really just like water flowing over different mountains and some of it, you know, they're a lot less mountainous, uh, like you don't need much gradient to, to create a, a rapid or anything like that. You could, I mean, it could be a couple inches of gradient or a couple feet. Um, or if you're looking for a huge waterfall, it's a, a much bigger, um, uh, vertical foot step down in gradient, but yeah, that's, I don't know if I'm explaining it any, it, I might just be muddying the water, uh, no pun intended, but, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, everywhere is kind of a little bit different. Um, but the cool part is there's rapids and water, you know, all over the world. Yeah, no, no, that, no, that totally made sense. And, and that's kind of what I was, uh, looking for too, is, you know, the, the different, uh, you know, there's, there's a, a science aspect behind it. Like you said, what, you know, what lays under that water and how it affects, you know, the, the water and, you know, what you can do it on, do on, on all of that. And obviously you get, uh, that different kind of, uh, terrain or whatnot, you know, um, the different places you go. So no, that, no, that, that was perfect. So, uh, you know, obviously you've had these amazing experiences, you know, through, through your kayak, seen a lot, um, and, and as I mentioned in the beginning of the, uh, the, uh, the podcast, you know, that you know, on, on your Instagram, you have family man first or something along those lines. Um, so I mm -hmm. think that's probably a good segue into kind of what, um, the, the great family adventure is and what, what, what that is all about and kind of, you know, what, you know, inspired you to come up with it. Um, yeah, well, so I guess to start off the great family adventure, it's a TV show. Um, I mean, we've got like social media and Instagram and that kind of stuff too, but it's, it's a TV show that we've been filming. I think we've released two episodes that have, that have, uh, released on air and we filmed another two or three already. Um, so we've only been doing it for about a year now, but it's been, uh, thinking back, it's probably more like three plus years in the making, uh, or like in the process of, of turning that into a, the idea into an actual, um, you know, network TV show. Um, but yeah, that the show is essentially about the family, um, myself, my wife, Emily Jackson, and our two kids, um, traveling around in our truck and trailer and going on family adventures, whatever that might be. Some, Usually there's like some sort of water base. That's just because we're, my wife and I are both professional kayakers that we obviously travel around, travel around and kayak a fair amount. Um, but we do a lot of biking, hiking, camping, um, a lot of just other family activities and go to the beach, go swim, go surf kind of, yeah, all sorts of different stuff. So, uh, each episode's a little bit different, usually going to a different, uh, area and kind of just checking out what that area has to offer 
for both, you know, outdoor activities, um, but just family adventures as well. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's awesome. And it's cool that, um, you know, you, you're making all the adventures about, about not necessarily about the family, but they're all included. So, I mean, to that point, like as you all had, you know, your, your two kids or whatnot, um, you know, when, when did it become like, I guess, what was that like trying to, um, mesh the two lifestyles together? If that makes sense, you know, obviously you, you guys both travel mm. a lot because of that, but you know, yet you, you still want to have a family and do all that stuff. You, you know, how, how did that kind of work with set with, with a lifestyle, I guess. Well, um, that, yeah, good question. Um, it kind of, it was easier than you might think. And it, it really has to do with the fact that, uh, my wife grew up doing something very similar, her father. And so my father-in-law, uh, is a four-time world champion kayaker himself. Oh. Um, and so really runs so in the my family. Wife kind of, <laughs> yeah, definitely. She, she kind of grew up traveling around in an RV um, doing the similar thing that we're currently doing. Um, and her dad was competing and, and going to different events and, um, and traveling and exploring. And so it was, it wasn't like a hard sales pitch for me to be like, well, let's keep doing that. Like, I'd love to do that with my kids. Cause that's what she wanted to do as well. So the fact that, you know, she grew up in that environment and the fact that we're both professional kayakers and, and even before, like the kids was one of the questions, um, we, we kind of both knew that we wanted to keep traveling and keep exploring, um, and just bring the kids along with us. And, um, so yeah, definitely we have, we have sized up our vehicles over the years for sure. As the family <laughs> continues to get bigger and, uh, the more toys that kind of get packed into the, into our truck and trailer nowadays. But, um, yeah, it, it I mean, I guess that's kind of how it all came to be was the fact that, you know, my wife was obviously on board. Um, and I mean, it, there's still challenges for sure. I mean, the fact that, you know, you, you get two kids running around, getting muddy, doing whatever, and we don't have a washer and dryer in the RV. So that like, that's a huge thing that <laughs> you got to be a little bit careful on, you know, getting too dirty or, or trying to go find like a laundromat or whatever, and, and then trying to figure out water and, power and different things, you know, sometimes, but, uh, it's all kind of just part of the adventure that is, you know, life on the road, traveling around and touring around to different events. Um, and it, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It also keeps the family super, super close, uh, being that we're in, you know, somewhat confined, uh, living area. And so, uh, just, I don't know, we, we get to spend a lot of, you know, I don't know if it's one-on-one -on -one time or not, but a lot of just, close knit time together with the whole family, which, uh, for me is, I would say for myself and my wife for the, for all of us, I think it's pretty important. So, yeah, that's all. Awesome. Yeah. And, was, and that's, that totally makes sense. I mean, those are, that's, that's time that, you know, well spent, obviously. And I have, um, a three-year-old, a two-year-old and a two month year old, two month year old. I always say that a two month old, um, yeah. myself. So, you know, we're not quite to a point where we could, uh, get too crazy just because of the age, but you know, as, as we kind of get older or as they get older, you know, want to start be able to do that. So, so to that point, obviously, you know, you and your wife kind of had that idea of, Hey, we want to continue these adventures, you know, even when we do have a family and, and all that stuff. So obviously, obviously it was important for you to figure out how to make that work to kind of, I don't know if match your lifestyle, I guess, yeah, sort of, you know, to match the lifestyle that you had, but besides, Besides that, 
why do you think it's important for your family to be able to do that? I guess if that makes sense, you know, I guess from a, I, I guess I'm maybe asking that from a different perspective as far as, you know, the, the kids experience these different activities and these visiting these different places and, and kind of all that stuff. Why, why do you think that's, that's so important, I guess, for, from that end of things, if that makes sense. Do you mean like just for, for our family in particular, or just as more of a general term of, you know, should all families be doing this or all children be doing this? I how I guess, cause it could be, you know, worded either way. And I'm just trying to figure out how you'd like me to answer this. Yeah. Um, I think, I think kind of both, um, you know, okay. obviously, you know, not everybody is going to be able to, you know, do exactly what you are all are doing, but obviously they could do mm-hmm. much smaller scales of what you're doing. Um, so I guess kind of in that sense as well, you know, why, what, what, why is it so important that I guess the, you know, the kids in, in, in general kind of are, are able to get out and kind of experience these different things and, and, you know, be in, you know, different situations like, Hey, you know, I just ran through a mud puddle or fell in, you know, did whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm all dirty. Well, we can't wash our clothes. So, you know, we got to deal with what we, what we have right now, or, you know, whatever the situation <laughs> yep. is, but I feel like those are yeah. kind of important, like life lessons maybe, or, you know, yeah, I think I think you're you know spot on that that there are a lot of life lessons um, that are taught, especially you know outside of the classroom. We obviously we're, we're, we homeschool our children, uh, being that we're on the road, you know, six to ten months out of the year. Uh, we do have an actual house that we go home for the holidays, <laughs> um, but but um, we're on the road a lot, and and homeschooling you know is is great. But there's a lot of life lessons like what you said that are taught beyond just homeschooling. Um, and, you know, I mean, is it the end all be all? Gosh, I don't know. I think everybody probably has their own, their own opinion and their own style of parenting. Is it what's working for us? Most definitely. Do I believe that, um, you know, that by getting outdoors, um, you know, big, a big thing for us, just getting into the outdoors and, and being outside to me, I think that's a, a great way to have our children become the next stewards of nature. Do you know what I mean? Um, obviously, yeah. we live in a world that is continuing to get more and more technologically advanced. Uh, and I just, a big part of the fact that I've spent so much time in the outdoors and in nature, I want to help do my part to protect our planet. And and one of the best ways that I can do that is, is be, you know, be the example that I want to see in, in the world. And, and then also showing that and showcasing that to my children so that they can see, you know, when we go on hikes, we pick up the trash and they see that. And then hopefully they grow up to, to kind of do the same and continue to pass that message on. And, and so I think just getting outdoors with, you know, with children obviously has, you know, tons of great benefits, but simply put, you know, having them become the next stewards of, of nature is another side part of it. Um, I think there's just a lot of like hands-on learning that can be, you know, taught, whether it be, you know, in, in the ocean, in the, at the beach, in the woods, in the rivers, camping, exploring, you know, picking up rocks and looking for bugs underneath and just, just trying to realize, how incredible this planet that we live on truly is. And, 
and yeah, we, you know, we've been able to travel around to, you know, national parks and, and to different states and different countries, but heck, you can just go to your, like just traveling around within your own region or within your own, you know, county or, or city. Um, I bet every single person listening, you know, if they have a family and they want to do it, look up, even whether it be a municipal municipal park, whether it be a, a local state park, there's got to be some sort of park nearby that you guys can just get out, go just explore. And everybody knows of like, you know, the famous national parks, but gosh, there's so many hidden gems in like just state parks or even like county city parks, municipal parks, all this stuff. Like, gosh, I don't know. I just think that the world is so incredible. And the more that we explore, the more that we realize that for ourselves. And then therefore also the more that we care for it and care for um, taking care of it for future generations too. So yeah, it's kind of a long-winded answer. And and I'm not sure if I, if I fully explained uh, or answered what you were asking, but yeah, that's, it's a big part of kind of why we do it as our family. And, and another part of why I try to encourage you know, as many families to just get outdoors and go explore wherever it might be. Yeah, no, that, no, that, that, that explanation uh, definitely made sense. And, you know, to your point, kind of, you know, raising that next generation. So when they get older and maybe have kids one day or whatever, it kind of keeps passing that on. And, and for a lot of things, you, you know, it's, it's hard to get a true appreciation for some of those things that, that you described if you don't actually experience it firsthand. And even like, even as simple as, you know, picking up trash on the trail, you know, you can, you can obviously, yes, that's good to do, but you know, if you're not out there doing it, you know, it kind of, uh, it it doesn't have the same impact, I guess, if that makes sense, you know, long-term. So, so no, everything, you know, and, and figure out how to problem solve and and everything, like you said too, I, I think that's a, that's a, a great, you know, explanation and kind of why it's so important to, you know, figure out what, um, what that adventure is, you know, whether it's long-term, short-term, whatever, but the importance of actually getting out there and doing it. Yeah. And, and to, to clarify for everybody out there, I mean, gosh, it, parenting as a whole is, uh, and you, you know, this yourself having two kids, but it is uh, a continual adventure. And I feel like <laughs> I'm constantly learning and regularly, I'm not even sure if I'm even close to doing it right, but I just, you know, you've got to keep trying. So every day is a, is a new adventure for sure. Yes. I, re- I relate to that. I definitely do. <laughs> so, um, so that's, that's awesome. I, you know, the, uh, the show and everything like that. And then I know also, um, you also have your own podcast as well. Sort of, as uh, we mentioned before, um, what is, what is that all about? Yeah. So I, I've got a podcast as well. It's called, uh, the art of awesome. And, um, the gist of it is, uh, I like to call it like the, the search for success, um, and trying to, you know, uncover the difference between the average and the awesome. And so I've been fortunate enough to, to interview tons of different people, uh, phenomenal guests from all over and all sorts of different aspects of life. Uh, obviously as a professional athlete myself, I get to bring on a lot of different athletes and talk about, you know, the mentality, whether it be sports or life, but also a lot of how that, you know, relates to life. Um, you know, we talk, I've talked with lots of entrepreneurs and, 
and business owners, uh, had a NASA scientist where we talked <laughs> deep uh, space Mars missions. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's a little bit of everything, but the whole idea is just the, the continual growth. Um, and again, that search for success in, in whatever, it, whatever it might be for whoever's listening. The thing that I've personally learned over the years and, and something that I, again, I try to share with the show a lot is how everybody's version of life can be related um, to someone else. Do you know what I mean? Like we can talk about sports and relate that to parenting. We can talk about, you know, business and relate that to sports. We can talk about all sorts of different things and relate it to almost anything. And so it's just been super interesting to bring in professionals in their own right, but from all different areas, all different walks of life, all different genres, um, and just sit down and have conversations. And, and yeah, it's, I don't know, I find it super interesting to just talk to all these people and, and to share their stories with others as well. Yeah. And you know, that, um, it makes sense as far as, and all, you know, trying to the li- or your, your listeners, um, you know, to, to get a taste of kind of what, I don't want to say what success looks like, but show them what's possible. It sounds like. And then also with the mindset of knowing that success looks different to everyone, you know, you know, obviously from a NASA scientist to an athlete to, you know, everybody in between. So, um, it's, it's cool to be able to share those stories and have that, um, make them relatable in that way. Like you said, you know, um, whether it's hearing somebody else's story and, you know, you're like, oh, wow, well, they can do it. I could figure out how to do that. You know, we, we had similar, you know, upbringing or whatever the story is about, but I'm, I'm sure, you know, you're making those connections with your, with your audience. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, if there was one underlying theme, but behind it all, it would probably be, you know, some sort of, um, positive, um, motivation or personal growth, or just, I guess there's definitely thinking back, uh, there's definitely a lot of, uh, positive talk for sure. Um, and I'm just a a strong believer, you know, that, that everybody has, you know, immense amount of potential within each one of us. Um, and so to be able to talk with different people and, and try to kind of uncover a bit of their path, uh, hearing different people's stories, you know, you kind of uncover some little secrets and, and tidbits along the way. And you're like, huh, never thought about looking at it that way or, or problem solving this way, or, you know, asking for help that way. So yeah, I don't know. Everybody has something unique and everybody's got an incredible story. Yeah. And, and kind of go back to the, the, the travel aspect in some sense, you know, you get those experiences from traveling and that kind of stuff and get a different perspective on, on things. Uh, you know, it sounds like the same way with sharing those stories and hearing other people's stories, you know, it kind of offers that, um, that same advice and, and the same perspective. So, so that's great. Um, so hundred percent. So one thing um, I always like to ask our guests, um, you know, obviously we, we kind of hit on a couple of different topics here um, and, you know, it's, it's a, a been an amazing journey. It sounds like for you from traveling to the family aspect to sharing other people's stories now and, and doing everything as well. But, you know, we, and we kind of touched on this a little bit when we were talking about the family aspect, but you know, for someone that, that is trying to get out there and, you know, whether it's just, you know, a a local weekend trip or something like that, as far as, you know, to get their kids outside and go to a park or whatnot, 
I guess, what would your biggest piece of advice, I guess, to, to take away any of the worry? So, you know, maybe they're worried about, oh, my kid's going to get lost or we're going to run out of gas or I don't know any of those crazy things. Like what would be that piece of advice to be like, Hey, you, you really need to do this. Trust me and just go out there and do it. Yeah. Well, um, I, I don't know if this is the advice that you're looking for, but you kind of gave the answer yourself. I would say, just go do it. Whatever that, you know, whatever it is, whatever adventure, whatever dream, whatever desire, everybody has some sort of idea, some sort of spark within them that, that they think about, you know, like, Oh, maybe that would be fun. Maybe we should go do that this weekend. Maybe I should take the kids over here. Maybe I should start this own, this new business. Maybe I should do this. That maybe never really happens and never really turns into anything without taking that first step, without taking that action. Um, there's a book about essentially, um, I'm trying to remember the title, but it's like, um, something about, you know, uh, the secrets of the dying and, and essentially what everybody says on their deathbeds. And it was always that the regret of not taking action, not doing the things. So remember, you know, life is fairly short and we kind of always forget that. So just go for it. And as far as like running out of gas or getting muddy or forgetting the diapers or any of that kind of stuff, I mean, yeah, sure. Some, sometimes things don't always go exactly as planned, but that's part of the adventure. So just go for it because either way you will be building memories and almost more so when things go wrong, you <laughs> yeah. just build more memories to look back and laugh upon. So take the first step, take action and just go and do whatever it is, whatever that dream, desire, adventure might be. I strongly encourage you take that first step and just go for it. Yeah. You, you don't know what's going to be on the other side if you don't go for it. And like you said, you know, you don't want, you don't know uh, what uh, memories you're missing out on by not trying it. Exactly. Yep. So, so with that, where can people find you online? Um, you know, all, all the different kind of outlets uh, where they can find the podcast, the show, all that good stuff. Yeah. So um, easiest way is probably to hit me up on Instagram, which is just Nick Troutman kayak. Uh, Troutman is spelt like the fish and man. Um, I'm definitely active on Instagram and feel free to, you know, hit me up with a, with a DM if anybody wants. Uh, as far as the show goes, uh, you guys can check it out on outside television or go follow, uh, type in great family adventure on YouTube. Um, and you'll find, uh, the first two shows that have aired depending on when this podcast goes out. As far as my podcast it's just called the art of awesome. And that's on any platform that you guys listen to podcasts on. Um, and yeah, hopefully there's something there that, uh, that intrigues you guys and feel free to give it a listen. Awesome. Well, everyone definitely make sure you go, uh, uh, check out all those different socials, listen to the podcast, watch a show, kind of get some inspiration, you know, for your own uh, family adventures from that aspect and get a new perspective. But uh, Nick, I thank you for being on the show today and sharing your story and kind of, uh, you know, all the adventures you've been on and, and where you're taking it. Uh, and I wish uh, you all the best of luck on your next adventure. Thanks so much, Jeremy, for having me. And uh, yeah, stoked, stoked to get to talk with you and have uh, just another incredible conversation. Thanks for listening. And hey, if you've made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion. Until next time.